the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time to feel the power with Hurricane Hotline. You think football is fun? Uh, yes. Live from Beefo Brady's, 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton. Hosted by Dave Bristow and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now. 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bristow and coach John Booth. Very pleasant. Good evening, everyone. We're live from Beefo Brady's for Hurricane Hotline. We are joined by head football coach John Booth and defensive back coach Dominique Dunbar. And, uh, gentlemen, uh, just a tough, tough Friday night for the Hurricanes. John, a game that, um, man, we jumped out to a good lead, halftime, yeah. everything looked good. And then, uh, pretty good team from up in Tallahassee seemed to get rolling and uh, ended up with a three point win. Yeah, I was I was uh, really pleased with how we we started the game. I uh, got up to a uh, an 18 point lead. We were moving the ball well. I uh, thought we were executing well offensively uh, and, and really defensively as well in all phases of the game. And so uh, a little disappointing how we came out in the second half. Uh, didn't execute very well. Didn't play with a lot of uh, a lot of energy. And um, you know that was something that we stressed to our guys all week. That uh, you know Lincoln. You know, and I had her kids raise their hands. I said, how many kids are uh, are 19 on our team? Didn't have anybody raise their hand, of course. Um, and I said, that's how many years straight Lincoln has been in the playoffs. You know, and and and, and probably going to be 20 years straight now uh, this year as well. They're a good football team, a great program with a lot of tradition. They're not going to just roll over, you know. And, and so we've got to have to play all four quarters. And um, you know, unfortunately, we we, we didn't uh, we didn't do that. And um, you know, we, we, we had a nice lead and, and, and just kind of let that slip. Yeah, and I think that's one thing. You know, I, I hear some of the talk around town, and, um, you know, a lot of the people that, that do the talking are just not educated. <laughs> um, I, I don't mean overall they're not educated. I mean they're not educated on a team like Tallahassee mm-hmm. Lincoln. They, they have not looked at the film. They did not look at our game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a pretty darn good football team. And uh, they're going to uh, they're going to win a lot of games this year. And if you look at their schedule, they have played an outstanding schedule to date. I mean, uh, they played um, Lake City Columbia. They're a perennial power. Yep. And Camden they, County, which is a great program yeah. out of Georgia. And uh, that's not to mention Niceville. And then Niceville as well. We yep. know all about Niceville. So you know, I'm not making excuses. What I'm saying is, if you don't play well. You're not going to beat a team like that. Well, exactly, and, and you know, and, and we talked about it after the game. We talked about it as a staff, um, you know, in our staff meeting over the weekend, and, and then presented it to our kids uh, yesterday at practice. And you know, it, it poses the question on where do we go from here, and and how you respond from this, and and um, you know, use this as a learning tool, um, and and you know, I'm, I'm I'm happy to say our kids have responded fantastic. We've had probably the best first two days of, of practice um, that we've had all season in fact today was was a fantastic day of practice it's an energy 
and um, you know, and, the, and the, the attitude that our kids are approaching practice with. So uh, I think they're responding well, and I think you know, a lot of times you can you can uh, use losses as a as a, a learning tool for you. Um, you know, and, and one of the things that you know you, you try to pull positives. You know, when you don't play particularly well, you try to pull positive. What are some positive things that we can can pull from this game? And um, you know, I, what I you know, we didn't play particularly well against Palmetto, and we got out of there with a win. We didn't play particularly well against Lincoln. Had we got out of there with a win, now all of a sudden, you know, we're we're learning that we don't have to play very well and beat good football teams, and and that's not setting you up for success. And so, um, it was it was something that. Obviously, you don't want to come out with a loss, but when you when you do and you pull something, you try to learn from that. We can say, you know, look, guys, we're not playing our best, and uh, you know, we snuck out with one, a close one, that we had to do a comeback, you know, come from behind, and then in this one, we let an 18-point lead slip through our hands. So, you know, we we've got to just play better. Dominic Dunbar joins us tonight, and boy, it's just tough to lose, isn't it? Dom? Very tough. Yeah. Very tough. <laughs> I mean, I look, I know you guys. You know, take it a lot worse than I do, and I don't know how because I take it about as bad as anybody. I mean, I drove to Gainesville after the game, and, you know, that's all I could think about. And then the next day, you know, and then eventually, okay, you got to snap back and uh, get on to the next game. And, and, I, and I remind people that, Dominic, the real season starts Friday night. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, we got to go up, and, uh, and we just got to put it together. You coach uh, – you coach some young players in in the secondary, correct? Uh, but I've been so impressed with uh, with their play this year. Now you know we've, we've had some lumps along the way, but uh, well, I got to think that by mid season, these these guys are going to be very very good, and especially Sir. I just like the way he plays quarterback. Talk a little bit about how he has responded to a new position. Um, coming over from offense, I think that he's you know picking up on and believing in the defense that we run, um, picking up. The skills that he needs to play that position, sir. I and my my doubt would be a real high-profile cornerback coming out his senior year. Again, the mistakes he makes now is you know just because he's new to the position and he's young, those mistakes are going to come. But he's learning from those mistakes. Now, John, everybody always asks when uh, you know you have a you have a loss like this, are you changing anything? Or are you just going to stay the course and, you know, make sure we do things the way we're supposed to do? Yeah, no, we're not necessarily changing um, what we're doing um, on either side of the ball. I think what we're doing, and I challenged, you know, our staff, is how we're approaching the kids at practice. You know, we're that we're, you know, if, if they're not pursuing the ball, we're not just going to let that go. It, it, they're doing push-ups. You know, we're, we're making a point of emphasis. We're, we're missing too many opportunities offensively. We had a couple open receivers that we missed. Um, we got a nice from uh, Lorenz that uh, we get down inside the 20 that we don't come away with points. Those are opportunities that we cannot miss, um, you know, and, and, and really just holding our kids accountable to make sure that uh, they're not, uh, we're not, you know, allowing that. From, from our uh, from our position groups. Yeah, because I mean, if you allow that, then it becomes second nature. Right, and that's you know, and, and and I told our guys, I said that's that's on me, you know, as 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 the head coach, I take full responsibility of that. We've got to make sure that we're doing a a, a, jo- a good job as coaches with our position group coordinators on both sides of the ball, that we are holding our kids accountable to make sure that we're getting the 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 you know the work and the production and execution that we want. 
And if we're not, then then you know we've got to make sure that uh, there's some kind of consequence that that they're going to have, or uh, that we uh, that we make sure that we we go over that. Well, we're going to break it down here, offensively and defensively. I'm going to start offensively because. I saw a lot of positives offensively. I really did. And the number one positive I saw was I was just so impressed by A.J. running the football like I've never seen him run the football. Just as impressed with you because you sat here last week and told me that it was a point of emphasis that you've got to get him exploding on his runs. And, oh, he looked like a new quarterback. Well, yeah, and and I think it – we, he got a lot of his runs off of our jet motions, and it's a, it's a dual read. Um, he's he's going to read the the defender, and, and uh, if he attacks our jet sweep, he's going to pull and and, uh, and and make the you know make the run. And what I what I really liked was was his his confidence and his decision making. I mean, there wasn't really much doubt at all in, in what he was doing, and and, uh, and and like you said, he he accelerated, uh, exploded through the line, and and, and had some big runs. Um, you know, we he, he ran finished with nine carries for 109 yards, but we had uh, we had a holding penalty on one of those, and then we had a bad snap that gets you know uh, attributed to his rushing stats. So he finished with you know 85 or six yards. Now but he just looked like a different but, quarterback. But, running but the ball. yeah, but play with confidence, and and uh, you know part of that is is decision making and, and understanding where, where you need to go. And and uh, the, the the nice thing is we haven't seen uh, defenses. You know, run to the 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 sweeps or the jet you know the jet motions like uh, Lincoln did and start trying to stop the outside run, um, which you know he's not going to be able to run when we do that. So right. we're going to have to get out on the perimeter. And so they tried to take away the the outside runs and that allowed him to 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 get some nice ones up the middle. Well, you guys really appreciate that because you guys are both former quarterbacks. That's right. And uh, when a, when a when a young kid like that. Seems to be catching on. You know, it's just nice to see. On the flip side, the negative was he had some receivers running wide open yep. and just, you know, just, just missed them. I mean, I, 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 and I imagine now you're, you know, working on uh, that phase of the well, game. Well, yeah, and the disappointing thing is, and, and he's and he feels it just as much as, uh, you know, I do. And, it, it you know, those are plays that we've repped for several weeks now. Um, we hit him all the time, you know, and it's it's uh, we get into a game and he put a little too much air on it, put a little too much zip, and uh, just didn't connect. And you know, we talk about those are opportunities that we we left on the field. Um, it, it, you know, there's 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 no excuse. We've got to we've got to connect on those. And um, you know, it's it, it's tough because that's what a lot of the focus is when you look at the game and you, and you think, well, we lost, what are those missed opportunities? Well, those are those plays, but it really kind of overshadows that A.J. had a pretty good game, yeah, you know, um, and he threw the ball well um, aside from a couple couple overthrows. I think, I think my point is it's pretty correctable, mm-hmm. and I, I, I kind of don't like that term because you hear it so much, but I, I really feel like he's on the verge of being really good. I mean, right now I think he's good, but I've just seen growth, and, and I see a kid that's right on the verge there of really, really grasping things. Well, you know, he uh, from a total offensive perspective, I mean, he almost had 300 yards of offense. Uh, you, you take away the holding penalty on one of his runs and, and, and that, but that puts him over 300 yards uh, of total offense, which, 
you know, you're going to win a lot of games if your quarterback's going 300 yards of offense. Um, total offense, you know, upwards to, to 450 um, on Friday night. So, you know, we were we were able to move the ball. Um, you know, we, we the disappointing thing is we weren't able to punch it in the end zone. And ultimately, that's that's how you win. You got to score touchdowns. Yeah, and again, uh, I, I thought that might be a little bit of an issue this year, um, just because. We're missing some personnel that last year it was automatic when we would get inside the 10-yard line. And, uh, you know, I think it's just something from my perspective you're just going to have to keep working and working and Well, working. you keep working, and, and uh, you know, when we get inside the uh, – you know, Lorenz makes a, a big run, uh, get inside the 20. You know, that's when you got to dial it in, and, and you know, it's almost like a, you got you got to sustain blocks even harder because the defense is going to play harder, and they're going to try to keep you out. And, uh, you know, you just got to be on point with, with reads and finishing blocks and, 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 and all the little things. You just got to get it's attention to detail, um, and, and we just have to do a better job of cleaning some of that stuff up. But, you know, we had, uh, like I said, and I hate keep harping on it, but we had opportunities um, for some big plays, you know, that – aren't necessarily red zone offensive plays, but some big plays that uh, could have led to touchdowns. Or that you don't we've even got have to, to do anything. Well, you don't have to even get into the red zone. Yeah. So those are those are what we're talking about where we can't, uh, you know, we just can't miss opportunities um, and expect to win uh, good teams. Dominique, all right, let's talk about the defense a little bit. First half, everything went pretty well. Pretty good. What were some of the breakdowns that you saw in the second half and some of the things that you've talked to the team about that you're going to have to just do better? Um... What we have to do better is play, you know, play better mentally. We broke, we broke down, basically mentally. We um, coming out flat. Uh, when we came back out after halftime, we had a breakdown everywhere. You know, um, there's nothing that we didn't teach. Everything we taught, the guys just pretty much forgot about. You know, um, coming into the next game against Alonzo, where we have to be technically sound against a team that runs pretty good ISO and power and the power. We're going to have to wrap up and tackle. You know, last game we missed numerous opportunities where we should have capitalized, and they capitalized on them, you know, right. such as sacks. You know, yeah. we, we should have had a dozen of those, you know, but we didn't, and they capitalized on them. Yeah, I mean, uh, not to look ahead too quick because we're still talking about Lincoln, but, man, the old power eye, yeah. you know, in Alonso. And uh, to be honest with you, it's kind of refreshing to see. <laughs> I haven't seen it in so long. From a high school, anyway. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to have to toughen up in the box. Yeah. We're going to have to toughen up and play fundamental football. All right, we're going to take our first time out of the night. When we come back, we're going to have our first trivia question. We're going to throw that out there, and we're going to talk a little bit more about last Friday's game and look ahead to the district opener Friday night at Tampa Alonzo. We're live from Beefo Brady's, and we'll be back with more right after this. Before you buy, give Conley a try. Are you looking for a great price on a new GMC, Buick, or Subaru? Conley and Bradenton. Need a reliable used vehicle you can afford? Conley and Bradenton. What about great financing, expert service, and a reputation that's second to none? Yep, you guessed it. Conley and Bradenton. Hi, I'm Alan Conley. I'm Chris Conley. From the time our grandfather started our dealership over 47 years ago, we've been proud to be a part of this community. So, for your family's next vehicle, come see our family. Conley Buick GMC and Conley Subaru. 800 Cortez Road West in Bradenton. Conley Buick GMC Subaru, where we treat you like family. 
Go Canes! Brown and Sons Funeral Home and Crematory wishes you the best of luck this season. Your manatee neighbor for over 40 years, the caring experts at Brown and Sons know how to guide you and your family through the difficult times. Featuring Trust 100 pre-planning, they'll handle all your local and long-distance needs. Celebrate the game of football, but when the game of life must end, depend on Brown and Sons with two locations to serve you. Online at brownandsonsfuneral.com. When it comes to excellence in football, nobody beats the Manatee Hurricanes. When it comes to excellence in body shops, nobody beats Costantino. Costantino Body Shop specializes in collision repair with cutting-edge equipment and technology. Costantino helps you with your insurance claims and gets you back on the road. Life moves fast, and Costantino keeps you moving. 9th Street West in Bradenton. Details online at CostantinoBodyShop.com. Bradenton's oldest and most trusted paint and body shop, Costantino Body Shop. C1 Bank is proud to support the Manatee Hurricanes. C1 Bank is a true community bank. Client first, community first. Whether it's your personal account or business account, C1 Bank will do everything possible to meet all your financial needs. C1 Bank has 28 banking centers from the greater Tampa Bay area to southwest Florida, including three locations in Manatee County. For more information, visit C1Bank.com and go Canes! As a five-time pick by Super Lawyers Magazine, as a top Florida attorney, and as a longtime supporter of Hurricane football, Edwin Eddie Mulock brings more than 40 years' experience to the courtroom. Personal injury, wrongful death, medical malpractice, and criminal law, Eddie uses his innate passion for helping people and his extensive knowledge of the law to champion justice. Office is located in downtown Bradenton at 701 Manatee Avenue West. Call 748-2104. That's 748-2104. Or log on to MulockLaw.com. AM 930, Stress Saver, Traffic Report. Good evening. Tuesday ride home winding down and 75s moving well through Sarasota and Manatee counties. This update brought to you by Britain's Carpet One, Floor and Home in Venice. No problems on the DeSoto Bridge, a smooth ride across the Manatee River. Manatee Avenue, 53rd University Parkway, all trouble-free. Fruitville, Bee Ridge, Clark Road's looking pretty good. 301 northbound, though, still seeing a slow ride in the Sarasota area between Mound Street and Fruitville Road. Britain's Carpet One, Floor and Home in Venice, your locally owned Carpet One retailer. Everything for your home, including carpet, tile, laminates, and more. One-on-one service, 50 years in the area, 1190 East Venice Avenue. Dave Kosh, AM 930, The Answer. Allen will take it and leads in for the touchdown. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline, live from Beefo Brady's 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton. Hosted by Dave Bresto and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now, 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bresto and coach John Booth. All right, welcome back, everyone. If you want to dial us up, you heard the uh, toll-free number, our local number, 955-0930, Okay, um... Continuing on, in the second half, uh, they started making their comeback. Um, We did get it back, and we needed three points to tie it up. And A.J. Colagiovanni is running the two-minute offense really well. Mm -hmm. Those out patterns he's throwing uh, work to perfection. Uh, We got down a 38-yard field goal. Last week it was 36 for the win, and he cleared it by 15 yards. 
So I felt pretty good that he was going to tie it there, and he just hooked it a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's uh, you know, one week you're yeah. you're the hero, the next you're not, and then, and uh, but you know, we have full confidence in Nick, and and uh, uh, just unfortunate it uh, didn't didn't go in. Yeah, and I was thinking, you know, we we could get another playoff, and I know your thinking was that you had no timeouts, mm-hmm. and you couldn't clock it again once you clocked it there, mm-hmm. uh, so. Uh, I'm sure that was the well. We had process. yeah, we had the the five yard face mask um, on the third down, which uh, it ended up we were short, but they gave us you know obviously re- replaying the third down because of the penalty, uh, and the clock was starting um, right at the you know right before the snap, and so um, you know we we didn't want to we didn't want to try to run another play to potentially a bad snap, a sack, all of those things. You know, we kicked the field goal with 22 seconds. Uh, you have a, if, if you miss time, something something doesn't work. You know, we just we're we're running on from the sideline to kick a field goal. It takes us about 16 seconds, and so um, you know it doesn't give you a lot of room for error um, without any timeouts. And in retrospect, with AJ's ankle banged up, um, he, he you know if they're coming at him strong, he doesn't have that movement that he had right. earlier in the game so you know all in all you know yeah i'll, I'll go for that because you've got a field goal kicker who well yeah we didn't need it and, we, it and, through, and so. we didn't need to press for extra yards either um, that's that's well within his range right. and so we were comfortable with that uh unfortunately it just hooked a little bit and uh yeah i mean it's just one of those things it's football unfortunately yeah but you know like i said it, it's it, it shouldn't have come down to a kick like that we you know we like i said we, i hate to harbor on it but we we had a couple opportunities we missed uh, a field goal early as well and so uh we left some points out on the field to where you, you hate to say it, it came down to the last field goal um because we had some other opportunities all right we're joined uh, by assistant coach dominique dunbar uh dominique each week we have uh assistance on i just want to hear a little bit about your background you're a you're a manatee guy like uh, coach booth but just tell us a little bit about uh how you got into coaching uh where you were after you left manatee and uh when you graduated and all that good stuff uh graduated in 2000 um uh, got a scholarship to play at the university of louisville not doing too good right now no, um, no, they need to turn it on I, yeah very very much <laughs> um left there um i was picked up free agent by the eagles i was there in uh 05 uh, after that, played, jumped around and played arena ball here and there. Um, decided, to, decided to come back home. Um, couldn't leave football alone. I couldn't play anymore. So next best thing is to coach. Yeah, and um, you're coaching our defensive backs. In high school, it's just so ironic that you were the quarterback. John was your backup. And you guys became friends there. Mm-hmm. And now years later, you're, uh, you're coaching together. That's right. It's, it's awesome. And he does a great job for our defensive backs and, and is a great just great person, great mentor for our kids, and, and uh, couldn't be happier with what he does. And then when, when Dominic was in, in high school, uh, John, you got to play your senior year and then uh, some to back up Dominic. And then all of a sudden uh, in the Powell Bowl, we have an injury, and yep. uh, you're the starting quarterback in the Powell Bowl, yeah. and you did great. You were MVP, and next thing you're – Small well, I think all that, American I, I, and all that good stuff. And I think oh, yeah. that's what uh, you know made our our relationship good at high school, and and uh, I mean even now it's you know we, you know we we work to push one another, and, and just because of, of who we were as competitors, but uh, but also just for our program, you know, and and knowing that uh, we wanted to be the best that we could be, you know, individually, but also knowing that if we're doing that and we're working hard 
together, it's going to make our team better. And um, you know, it was it was a fun uh, it was a fun relationship from from the high school you know perspective as, as teammates. And you know, the, the 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 neat thing about that is that could create some controversy and things like. But it, it, there was no there was no ill will. There's no negativity with that. And, and uh, in fact, we you know we hung out a lot together and and um, just good relationships. So I'm I'm excited he's back and and we're back together on on the team and just a lot of pride for for our program and and um, you know for the past and, and where we're going for the future. And. That future will be Friday night against Tampa Alonzo. But before we get to that, we're going to talk to our players of the game, and that would be Lorenz Allen, the running back, and Malik Mills, the defensive lineman. And we have uh, Lorenz Allen, the first touchdown of the evening. Let's take a listen. Three to the far side, one to the near side. Lorenz Allen, he gets to the outside. Allen to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Lorenz Allen is in the end zone for a touchdown. A 20-yard scamper by Lorenz Allen, and it's six to nothing. Hurricane. All right, we were off and running there, and uh, Gene has Lorenz. Go ahead, Gene. All right, thank you, Dave. Uh, Lorenz, obviously, that was a great run. You had a couple of good runs in that game, and got went over 100 yards. What? Uh, I mean, obviously, the way we're here tonight's a little bit depressing from the standpoint of the loss, but it's not from what we've learned and as we're going through, and how the team is going to gel as we keep going. So. Tell us about, you know, how you're kind of maybe hopefully taking a leadership role back there at running back and trying to, to work through this. And, and obviously our community just needs to hang on and we're going to have a great season. Uh, well, when something goes wrong, I usually just tell my offensive line, you know, just keep your head up, you know, just worry about the next play. So uh, right now we're just looking forward just to the next win. Uh, we're just focusing on Alonzo. And we've had some, uh, you know, going up to Hoover as we did early and then that exciting game against Palmetto and then obviously the close game uh, loss to Lincoln. You know, this is we're going to be stronger coming out of these three games. Uh, I think we're going to be very strong. This is, uh, you know, how you how you look at adversity. Uh, that's what Coach Booth tells us all the time. And I think this is going to make a, a better team. You know, when we get down, uh, we always lift our head up and you know that we have to come out harder. So I think that we're better than most teams because – Usually, most teams would just give up, but I think we have a stronger heart than all the teams around. Yeah, we'll keep up the good work and keep running hard because I know that's exciting to get behind that big offensive line and, and always give your offensive line kudos. Yeah, I'm, I'm so proud of them, boys. I think of every time we're on the sideline that they block for me. I'm so proud. Obviously, that's coming from a former center. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't quite that big, but I had fun. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you should have eaten more shrimp back then. <laughs> Uh, Lorenz Allen, uh, what a story with this young man. Yeah. Uh, was a receiver last year. You ask him to step into the tailback position, and he's done a great job. Well, he's the epitome of, of, of team player. Um, you know, he, he, you don't want to go into your senior year thinking you're going to be playing one position and then ask to say, hey, we need you for something else. And, uh, you know, you ha- kind of have your plans of what you're going to – what you're wanting to do and your goals that you want to set for yourself, and, and now it's kind of changed. But I tell you, he's hit it uh, – you know, full speed, and, and he's been all in, and he's he's, he's been been very coachable, learning the position, um, and uh, his production has been increasing. He's had a, he's had a great start to the season, so we're real, real proud of him. All right, next up we have our defensive player of the game, Malik Mills, and we've got a big sack by Malik last Friday night. Sets up to throw. Now he's running out of the pocket, and he will go down. Malik Mills. Yep, 
That was Malik Mills doing it, and Malik is with G. All right, thank you, Dave. Malik, getting out there on Friday night, obviously um, coming back home and, and the excitement after the uh, exciting one-point win over Palmetto, what, uh, what kind of motivates you to get going and, and hopefully keep getting sacks all year? It gets motivates me because there's always room for improvement. And, you know, it's one thing, you can have a good play, but then you got to think about I can have more good plays and make yourself better. And, you know, next, every game you got to get better, get better, get better. You can't have one good game and slack. you got to be great. You know, you can never – it's always room for improvement. As you go through, obviously we have a little bit of a defensive change this year and, and you know, the type of defense we're running. But what kind of has Coach Choate brought to the excitement and Coach Smith teaching you to always be uh, that motor going to try to get more sacks? Well, um, when we're in the new defense, he always focuses on do your job. It's going to be different, but everybody got a different job. But if you focus on yourself, you know, you're going to do your job, and that's going to make good plays. And I think everybody did a good job. But it's, like I said, it's always room for improvement. So we're, we're doing good adjusting to the new defense. Good. Is the team kind of rallied around things and kind of get going and getting excited for district play? Yeah, yeah we're ready. We are really excited because we want to make a name for ourselves because we don't want to be like, oh, that's Manatee, we're going to win. We don't want to do that. We want to go on the field and play hard and earn our win. Good. Well, congratulations. Keep up the good work. All right. Congratulations to Malik Mills. And, Dominique, I'll let you comment on uh, Big Malik because he makes it uh, much easier for the DBs getting oh, yeah. that pressure on the quarterback. Oh, yeah. Malik is a D coordinator's dream. <laughs> he, you know, he's, he's real physical. He's quick, quick off the ball, and he's smart. You need those type of guys everywhere on defense, especially the D-line. Yeah, and our, our defensive line has been uh, pretty strong. And mm-hmm. how do you think the defense is? There's been a lot of talk about the change in, in, in our formation. We've gone basically to a, a 3-4. Yep. How do you think everyone has reacted so far to it? I think it's been great. Um, you know, the, the, the whole goal of what we were trying to do um, when we were installing this through the spring uh, was to create confusion and create um, pressure. And I... I We've been able to do that. Um, now where we've got to get to is, is making sure that we finish uh, plays. You know, we had a chance for seven sacks that we missed Friday night. Um, that tells me, you know, on one side that we're, we're doing our job of creating pressure and getting in the backfield. However, we're not finishing that. So we've got to do a better job with that. But, you know, all in all, I like where we're at. We've got, we've got guys in position. We've got guys running through the line of scrimmage free. Um, you know, which is what you want to do. Well, I'll tell you one guy that uh, was running the ball well was uh, number one the -hmm. other night, Uh, the return of uh, one of our wide receivers, as you'll hear on this cut. A.J. takes the snap. He looks. He flares it. It's complete to Milton. Milton sidesteps one man, gets to midfield, still on his feet to the 45, to the 40, to the 35. Look at Tariq go. He's finally down at the 30-yard line. What a run by Tariq Milton. Welcome back. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tariq has been banged up by an ankle, and, uh, boy, he really came out and I thought played well. Well, yeah, he did. Uh, he had a nice return game for us. Um, he was a, a much more physical runner uh, Friday night than we've seen in the previous weeks, which was which was good to see. Uh, not an overly big guy, so to see him kind of lower his shoulder on, on some of the sideline runs I thought was, was good, but... Uh, Certainly, having Tariq back uh, brings a little bit more balance to our to our pass game. Um, you know, with the emergence of, of what Reggie's been able to do for us in the early part of this season, 
um, and certainly KP and, and what he's done last year to this year as well. Uh, Tariq gives us nice balance and, and, and some options to spread the ball on the perimeter for, for AJ. All right, we're going to throw out our first trivia question. If you're out there and you want to give us a call and answer it, our local number, 955-0930, 955-0930. If you're here at Beefs, just raise your hand and Gene will get to you. And the question is, right now we're at one and two. That's uh, not a familiar position. Uh, but in recent history, we have been at one and two. What was the year when we started the season at one and two? All right, what year was that? Um, it was uh, not that long ago. So Gene Brown, uh, where'd Gene go anyway? Oh, there he is. He's eating, I bet. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> He's trying to get back to his playing weight. You there yet, Gene? Oh. <laughs> you ready? I was talking about his playing weight. <laughs> I'm thinking 2012 or 2011. Which one, Brian? <laughs> I'm going to go with 2012, but I can't be wrong. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody else want to give it a shot? The last season where we started at one and two. And uh, that's not where you start, it's where you finish. We've got somebody in the back of the room. Going back and forth. All right, tell us your name. I'm Coach Chaltis. I help out Coach Staller with the kickers. And uh, the correct answer would be 2011. You are right. And what happened in 2011, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. We went to uh, Orlando and... We did work in one state. Yeah, we came home with everything. So uh, I think that's a, a good lesson that, yep. um, you know, the, the season is just beginning Friday night, and that's how we're going to kind of segue into the game Friday night. But, John, I'm sure that's probably come up among the coaches uh, that uh, the last time we were one and two, it, it ended up pretty well. Yep. Yep, and, and, you know, ultimately, like you said, we're getting into district play, and that's, you know, those are the games that, uh, that count. Obviously, you want to win, win them all, but the ones that you, you really need are those district games. And the first one will be Friday night. We're going to be on the road at Tampa Alonzo, and we're going to talk about that game and much, much more when we return. We're live at Beefo Brady's for Hurricane Hotline. Former Hurricane Chuck Howard knows what it takes to be on a championship team. Howard Leasing is proud to sponsor the Hurricanes and ready to champion solutions for your employee leasing needs. Big business, small business. Howard Leasing covers it all from payroll processing and workers' comp to human resources and employee benefits. Get on the winning team with Chuck Howard and all the pros at Howard Leasing. Details available online at howardleasing.com. Again, that's howardleasing.com. Coastal Orthopedics and Sports Medicine proudly supports Manatee High School and Hurricanes football. Dr. Dan Lamar, a former Hurricane, is the team's medical director. Dr. Lamar and the staff of experts at Coastal Orthopedics are recognized leaders in sports medicine and wellness technology. And with offices in West Bradenton, East Bradenton, and Lakewood Ranch, they're always close by. Details online at CoastalOrthopedics.com. CoastalOrthopedics.com. Coastal Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, keeping you in the game. 
Arcade fans, if you're in the market for a newer pre-owned vehicle, Perkins Automotive Group is your low-priced leader. Perkins has a great selection of new cars featuring Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Mitsubishi, and Nissan. And don't forget, Perkins has the very best deals on pre-owned vehicles. Family-owned and operated for over 60 years. Visit Perkins on 1st Street and on Cortez Road in Bradenton. Or go online at Perkins.com. When you take time out to dine out, Canes fans know to head for the island and huddle up at three of the best waterfront restaurants around. The Sandbar Restaurant, Anna Maria. The Beach House in Bradenton Beach. And the Mar Vista Dockside Restaurant on North Longboat Key. Great views, the freshest seafood, and real toes in the sand waterfront dining. The Sandbar, Beach House, and Mar Vista. A touchdown the whole team will cheer for. M&L Cabinets is a proud supporter of the Manatee Hurricanes. Bring your home to life with cabinetry solutions for any room. M&L features top quality products, including medallion cabinetry. M&L understands your desire to create a room that is both functional and stylish while maintaining a budget. M&L Cabinets is family owned and operated in Manatee County since 1995. Visit our showroom at 7459 Manatee Avenue West and online at mlcabinets.com. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, all your repair is free. Hi, I'm Charlie, an electrician with Mr. Sparky here in Sarasota, Bradenton. These days, we're all saving a few bucks taking care of the honeydew list on our own. Usually, that works out fine. Easy projects include flower beds, or maybe you want to get a little crazy and build a deck or lay some tile. On the other hand, do-it-yourself electrical work beyond changing bulbs or stringing up a few Christmas lights can lead to serious trouble. It's one thing to damage the lawn with too much fertilizer. It's another to short out every appliance in the house due to faulty wiring. So go for it when it comes to planting begonias. But please, call Mr. Sparky when you need anything electrical. We want you to be safe. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, all your repair is free. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. AM 930, Stress Saver, Traffic Report. Good evening, 75 northbound Little Soul around University Parkway. This traffic report brought to you by St. Luke's Cataract and Laser Institute. No problems on the DeSoto Bridge in the Palmetto area, 41 northbound. Seeing some delays there between 10th Street West and 17th. Manatee Avenue, 53rd, University Parkway, all looking pretty good. Fruitville, Bee Ridge, Clark Road's moving well. And in Venice, Tamiami Trail, Venice Avenue, Jack Randall Boulevard, all looking good. If driving at nights become a concern, have your eyes examined at St. Luke's Cataract and Laser Institute. Visit online, stlukeseye.com. Learn more about available treatment options, stlukeseye.com. Dave Kosh, AM 930, The Answer. Allen will take it and leads in for the touchdown. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline, live from Beefo Brady's 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton. Hosted by Dave Presto and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now, 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Presto and coach John Booth. Okay, welcome back, everyone. And we have Tampa Alonzo on the road. And to be honest with you, 
these Tampa teams, Alonzo, Steinbrenner, uh, I, I just don't know a ton about them, uh, John. I know you do because you coached up there in Hillsborough County. But if you look at uh, Alonzo, just to give you a little bit of background, uh, they're the Ravens. Now let's hope uh, they don't play quite as well as uh, the Ravens from Baltimore. Uh, they are Navy, Gold, and White. Their head coach is Brian Emanuel. They're located kind of uh, past the airport. You keep going on the Selman Expressway there, and then they're a little bit west of that, right? Yes. Yeah, and uh, kind of up in the uh, – not quite up to the what – what's, what's that area called up there anyway? Uh, north of the airport. I can't even remember. But I'm, we used to play some fast-pitch softball tournaments up in there, so I've got a grasp on – where it is but uh about an hour away if you get if you get not much traffic (laughs) right it could it could uh it could be long if you catch the now they have played chamberlain and freedom they beat chamberlain 14-7 they beat freedom 14-0 what does that tell you their defense is playing well and they're the type of team that uh, that's what kind of score they want to have they're an I-formation team, and they're uh, they're a throwback team. It looks like. Well, and their offensive or their uh, their head coach was an offensive lineman. Um, you know, he's a he's a ground and pound type of guy, and and uh, they want to be physical up front. And uh, it, you know, he, he I think he's okay with winning 14-7 and 14-0. Well, Dominique, what does that mean for uh, for the DBs? Uh, they're going to have to come up a little bit more of the line of scrimmage. Uh, and, and, and play the run, but, you know, obviously still be aware that they can throw it even though they Correct. just haven't thrown it much. Correct. Yeah, we're going to have to help out tremendously with the run, but still be focused on our job, you know, not get beat deep. Now, if you look at them on film, John, uh, defensively, uh, they're, they're, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the things that you've noticed defensively from them? Well, they're a 3-3 stack defense. Um, we try to create some confusion bring some blitz um so we'll have to make sure that our, our pass protection is is up to up to par and and uh we're seeing our our keys and uh making sure that we're you know not uh not losing sight of backers as they as they come through um but uh they've shown a lot of cover one uh and, and they want to run um you know run man to man now what we're seeing on some of the other offenses that uh, that they played against with Chamberlain and Freedom uh, in particular is those have been heavy run teams as well. So the threat to throw hasn't been hasn't been there, uh, which allows them to to run some man-to-man coverage. So we'll, we'll be ready for. Uh, we've been working quite a bit on on uh, just our release and our pass game versus man coverage. Uh, we haven't seen a whole lot of it this year uh, up to this point. Um, so we'll be ready for that. And like I said, we've seen a lot of off coverage, um, zone coverage um, in the first couple of weeks. And so uh, we've had a lot of preparation with that as well. Now, does it seem like, I don't know about you guys, but it seems like we've played a lot of football for only three games. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but, but we are getting into district play, so it kind of gets you fired back up again. And we got a break after this week. Right, yeah, and, and you know, certainly you want to get off to a, a, a good start, and, and uh, we, we definitely, uh, we're, we're definitely looking forward to this game, and you know, and then you get into a bye week and kind of freshen some some kids up, and and uh, you know, get get some some guys that are banged up back, and, and hopefully as close to 100 percent as you can to make the the final run uh, to to close out the district play. 
Yeah, and then when we come back after the break, we have to go to Steinbrenner High School, which is, again, up in Tampa. Actually, Lutz. So mm-hmm. that's a little bit further north, yeah. right? Yep. <laughs> and uh, then it's home against Palm Harbor on the 9th. But th- th- I can't stress the importance of getting that first win in the district. Right. You know, you, you want to go in with a 1-0, and and then uh, you kind of look at everything else. Now, the size of the district, it's not like last year. You, you could right. conceivably have a loss and, and win district, mm-hmm. but you don't want that to be the very first district game. No, and, and you don't even want to to have that in the equation. I mean, you, you want to take care of business on these district games, and, and you know, that's what we're stressing, um, you know, to, to our kids. This is a uh, – this is the most important game that we have uh, of the season. And we've had some, some big games and um, – you know, and, and, and some some tough games, but uh, all of those things are in the past, and and uh, our focus solely is on the job at hand, which is to beat Alonzo. All right, um, here's our second and last trivia question, and I don't know, we, we need to get the free wings to uh, uh, Coach Chaltis because uh, he answered the first trivia question the last time we were one and two, and this trivia question involves our opponent. We like to do that. Tampa Alonzo has won some state championships recently. They won in uh, 08, 09, 10, 11, and 9 and 10, actually. Uh, they were uh, state champions in a boys' sport. Okay, what sport was that? I'll give you a hint. It wasn't football. All right. <laughs> and uh, that's the trivia question. What? did Tampa Alonzo win their state championships? They are a powerhouse in a certain sport. And uh, one of our broadcasting uh, partners knows a lot about that because he's uh, he coaches in that sport. That's a good hint there. All right, we're out here with uh, former Booster Club president and announcer Gene Gallo. I really don't know much about sports, but I'm going to guess it was soccer. Soccer? No, no, no. Are you listening to your clues? No, I'm going by what my heart tells me. That's a bad heart. Go get it checked. I got already got a new heart. <laughs> it, it, uh, one of the one of the guys who helps us in the broadcast booth is a coach of this sport. Okay. Now we only got three guys. Well, we have Eddie and 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 Danny. But we have Gene down on the field, so we're probably talking Danny here because Eddie's not a coach. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's baseball, okay? It and, is baseball. Uh, and they have uh, uh, one of the Marlins' better pitchers, Jose Fernandez, is a graduate of Tampa Alonzo. Yeah, three state championships in the last uh, seven years in baseball. So very, very, very good baseball program up in Tampa. Now we've got about. Uh, Ten minutes to go, and usually the final ten minutes we talk about how the Manatee Hurricane players are doing, the pass players, because uh, we had a great weekend of college football, and uh, USF goes up to Florida State and gives uh, the Seminoles a little bit of a scare in the yep. first half. Uh, we had DeMarcus Christmas playing for Florida State. I'm not sure how many snaps he got because uh, I was – trying to dodge the rain at the tailgate in Gainesville and, and didn't see uh, all of that game. Uh, Galati, I'm not sure how many snaps he got for USF. Uh, I do know Stickler uh, got a lot of snaps for Georgia Tech, and he will be traveling 
with Georgia Tech to Notre Dame and uh, arguably the best game of the week yeah. this this uh, Saturday. And uh, Blake Keller, um, Marshall got upset, though. Marshall got beat. Uh, so they're now 1-1. One and, one, and they beat a Big Ten team mm-hmm. and then come back and lose to Ohio University. Yeah. And what about uh, Calvin McKnight? Any update on him from this weekend, John? I did not hear about him this yeah, weekend. He's at Sanford. Uh, Dominique, uh, did you hear about any of the other guys uh, that are out there? We've got several playing up at Ferris State, but I, I forgot to check on that. They won and won big. As well. They won big. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And, um, you know, Dominique, we always kid him because uh, he's a big Louisville guy. He played at Louisville. And, uh, yeah, they've, uh, they've been excellent lately. Uh, Coach Strong is down now at Texas. Yep. Is he going to make it? Dominique? We'll find, I mean, we'll find out after yeah. the season. <laughs> they got rid of their athletic director a, today. He's on the bubble. Yeah. And surprisingly, with that news, our AD Tom Drudge is the number one candidate for that job. Really? Wow. Um, that's kind of ironic. So that would help Charlie Strong, I would think. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Keep his job. Yeah. And But our, the big question is, you've got Clemson Thursday night. Um, okay, here's what you need to do. Right after practice, jump on that private plane, get up there, watch the game, and then jump back. <laughs> Anybody got a private plane? <laughs> can, they, can they knock off Clemson? Because they're, they're I, we have, I mean, we have big play potential, especially with the freshman quarterback that we have. But, I mean, again, the mistakes that we don't capitalize on, we have to capitalize on against a football team like Clemson. John, what have you seen in, in watching some of the college games that uh, – have kind of jumped out at you so far. I know you've spent a lot of your Saturday, of course, reviewing your film. Yeah, you know, I think the one thing that stood out to me this past weekend was, um, I think, probably similar to what we we, we saw. You know, if, if you don't play well um, and you give teams hope, you know that that you know you probably should have you should have knocked off. Um, they're playing with you. You saw Jacksonville State almost up, upset Auburn. You saw Tennessee have a, a two-score lead going into halftime. They gave it up to Oklahoma in overtime. So it was interesting to see some of the, the, the either the close calls or some of the upsets that we saw. Yeah, I think that's just the landscape of uh, college football. It. It's, it's kind of gone down to high school now, yeah. too. Uh, yeah. You know, if you don't play well, yeah. you're probably going to lose. Yeah. Arkansas. Yeah, exactly, it's to Toledo. Arkansas yep. loses to Toledo. Yep. Now, holy Toledo, how does that happen? I mean, uh, <laughs> That's just unbelievable that uh, an SEC school like Arkansas can take it on the chin like that. Yeah. But the biggest shocker wasn't even a shocker. Auburn pulled out the win. Right. But we were watching that game, and, cool. man, I was saying, it, you've got to try to do something. Don't play for overtime. And yeah. their coach played for overtime. Yeah. And you just knew if it got into overtime, Auburn was probably going to win. Right. Just give it a shot, would you? Yeah. I mean, this is Jacksonville State, you yeah. know, a 1AA program. Yeah. They were at Auburn on the verge of winning that game. But you allow a team you allow a team like that to, to, to have hope, and all of a sudden that breeds confidence, and then they're starting to make plays yep. that, uh, you know, most weeks, probably nine times out of ten, they don't make the plays. Now, Dominique, quickly, back in your college days, what do you, what do you remember? Which one of your biggest uh, – you know, things that you remember playing at Louisville because you played in some pretty big games. Yes. The, um, the one game where I didn't know whether to smile or cry is when we beat Florida State my sophomore year. That was, you know, that was one of the, you know, one of the memorable moments I had in college. You know, growing up a Florida State fan, 
you know, um, again, I wanted to go to Florida State. You know, didn't have the opportunity to go there, but still a big fan and had a chance to play them, and we beat them. Kind of had, you know, mixed emotions. I right hope there. you smiled. A little bit of both. Because I was smiling that night. A little bit of both. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, that's a great story. And, um, you know, when you have an opportunity to play in those big games, that, that's what you, you preach to the kids now. You know, you're at Manatee. Mm-hmm. You're going to play in big games. They've already played in yep. huge games, three big games. Yep. And uh, they'll continue. And we're going to go in there Friday night, John. And I'll guarantee you, those Alonzo coaches, hey, Manatee's ripe. Yeah. You know, they, they, they can be taken down. And, and I know you preach that to the kids. Right. And, 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 you know, and now that we're in district play, everybody's got the same intentions that, that we have is we got to set, you know, set the tone early in our district play and, and get the win. So everybody's coming in hungry at this point. And so we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to be as ready as we possibly can be. And, and it started out with with practice on Monday. And like I said, we had a great first two days um, for this week. And so uh, our kids are hungry and they're excited about it. All right, good luck, guys. Thank you very much. A win, the first district game. Now, a reminder, next Tuesday night we're going to be off because uh, next Friday we're off. So uh, we will be back in two weeks, and we're going to talk about the big win Friday night. And then, of course, we'll be on the air Friday night at 7 o'clock, leading off to a 7.30 kickoff. Again, we will be off next Tuesday night, and then a week from Friday we'll be off, and then we'll be back to finish out the season and hopefully be 1-0 in district play. I want to thank everyone involved in tonight's broadcast. Ace Andrews back at the WLSS studios. Gene Brown doing the interviews. Danny Carter helping out. For Coach Dominique Dunbar and Head Coach John Booth, this is Dave Bristow until Friday night when we take on Alonzo. So long, everyone. This is Fran Missentone, the Bullet Hole in Sarasota, Florida. During the month of September, if you purchase any new shotgun for $1,500 or more, mention this ad and you'll receive a gift certificate for one round of sporting clays for two people at Sarasota County Trap and Skeet and Clays. That was Fran, co-owner of the Bullet Hole. Fran has a wealth of knowledge and will help you pick out the right firearm. The Bullet Hole, providing protection for families for over 50 years. That's the Bullet Hole at the corner of Orange and Dolphin in beautiful downtown Sarasota. Kim was driving down the road right by the fourth hole. Someone yelled, Golf ball hit her windshield. She wasn't worried. Her first thought was a new free windshield. And cash on the spot. She called 813-96-GLASS. 813-96-GLASS. If it's chipped or cracked, we'll buy it back. We turn your broken glass into cold hard cash. Auto Glass America. Up to $100 cash back with comprehensive... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.